गोल्ड फ्रॉम द ग्रेव अन्ना भाऊ साठे ट्रांसलेटेड फ्रॉम द मराठी बाय वेरनॉन गोन्सैल्वेस सो अन्ना भाऊ साठे ग्रेट मराठी राइटर सो दिस इज ओरिजिनली स्टोरी फ्रॉम मराठी द टाइटल ऑफ दिस स्टोरी इन मराठी इज स्मशानातील सोने and now it is translated in into english and it is prescribed for the ba bcom and bsc first year compulsory english second semester syllabus so this is a very wonderful story here nabau sathe described very factual condition of a common man who came to mumbai for earning livelihood for bread and butter and his struggle for earning bread and butter now the story goes like this hearing that a powerful money lender had died in a nearby village bhima sprang to his feet he was exhilarated he joy wouldn't subside looking in the direction of the village he suddenly turned to glegel at the sun in the sky the sun was setting rain clouds crowded the sky they had the rough battered look of freshly ploughed land the retreating light filtering through those nasty looking clouds streamed down over mumbai there was a gentle breeze the 50 or so huts in this suburb in the jungle began to creak in the breeze Dots were made of old tin sheets, mats, planks and sacks. And those houses contained people, cast off things, sheltering a cast off people. Burnt out after the day's fight for food, they now rested. The kitchen fires were alight. White smoke loitered through the green trees. Children were playing. Bhima sat lost in the thought beneath a massive tamarind tree he was terribly agitated drawn relentlessly towards that dead money lender his spirit was racing back and forth between that village cemetery and the tamarind tree he repeatedly glanced at the sun and then at that village he needed the dark so he was getting all fidgetry his beloved daughter Narbada was playing close by and his wife was in the house patting bhakars into shape Bhima looked oh inspiring his satara outfit comprised a long red turban a yellow dhoti and a shirt of a thick coarse cloth he looked a proper wrestler his massive forehead thick neck dark eyebrows flamboyant mustache and broad yet fiery features had struck fear into many a ruffian bhima's village was a long way off on the banks of the warna however seeing that even his bull like strength could not fill his stomach there he had moved to mumbai he had combed the entire city in search of work but he hadn't found any as his many dreams of getting a job becoming a worker bringing home a pay packet making his wife a coin necklace 
were shattered. Bhima had lost hope and had moved to his suburb in the jungle. Mumbai had everything except work and shelter. So he had got upset with Mumbai. However, just after shifting to the suburb, he had found work in the quarry on a nearby hill. On finding work and shelter, Bhima was happy. As he put all his bull-like might to work, he seemed to almost challenge the hill. He lifted his pickaxe and the hill would recoil. As his sledgehammer rose, the dark rock face would flinch. The contractor was happy with him. Bhima too was contented as he was getting a wage. But within a space of just six months, the quarry closed down. When he got to work one day, he learned that the quarry had shut. Hearing that he had lost his job, Bhima was thrown into a daze. Hunger danced before his eyes. Anxiety and indecision gripped him. What was he going to do? He wondered despondently. Clothes under his arm, Bhima turned back from the quarry. On the way, he stopped at a stream. He bathed there and prepared to make his way home. Devastated beyond belief. It was then that his eyes fell on a mound of ashes. They were the ashes of a dead body. As he looked at the charred human bones, Bhima grew even more despondent. Must be some jobless wretch. Poor chap must have given up on life. I will also like die like this. Starvation will start in couple of days. Then Narmada will see it crying. My wife will fall into a deep depression and there will be nothing I can do about it. Suddenly he saw something sparkling in the heap of ashes. When he looked closely, he discovered that the sparkle came from a gold ring of about a tola. Overjoyed, he grabbed hold of the ring, one tola of gold and that too from a corpse ashes. He was delighted by his discovery. There was gold to be found in the ashes of a corpse. He had found a new means by which to live. From the next day onwards, Bhima began visiting crematoriums and cemeteries on the banks of rivers and streams. He would sift through the ashes of bodies and pick up fragments of gold hair and ornament there. Earrings, nose rings, a gold coin, bracelet or anklet, he would find something of value every day. Bhima's new venture began to flourish. He discovered that gold ornaments which were left on the bodies that were being cremated would melt with the heat of the fire and enter the bones. So he would crush burnt bones and remove the gold. He would break skulls. He would crush wrists, but he had gained the gold. In the evening, he would go to Kurla, sell the gold and collect cash. On the way home, he would get debts for Narbada. Business was steady. Bhima lived by sifting through the ashes of corpses. He soon lost sight of differences between life and death. What he understood was that if there was gold in the ash, it was the ash of the rich and if there was no gold, it was that of the poor. Sometimes he would rave to 
who ever was within earshot so it is the rich who should die and the rich who should live the poor should never die continuing with his rant he would loudly proclaim that the lowly lot had absolutely no right to live or to die happy was the man who died with a gold tola in his molars is what he believed the brutal reality of unemployment had made him brutal night and day he hovered around cremation grounds and graveyards corpses had become his means of existence his life had become one with the dead before long people began to notice that bizarre things were happening in those parts buried bodies were rising from their graves the corpse of the young daughter-in-law of a moneylender had moved mysteriously from the burial ground to the river bank people living in the area were terrified by all these suspecting that somebody was digging up the bodies the police began keeping watch but keeping watch on the corpse is no easy task the sun had set darkness covered the land as his wife served his meal bima ate in grim silence when she realized that he has preparing to go out she said softly you were going somewhere aren't you i don't think what you are doing is right you should find some other way to make a living corpses corpses ashes gold this existence it's all wrong people brand bima was upset by what his wife was saying be quiet he said irritably how does it matter what i do if uh, my home fires gold who's going to come and light them up it's not like that she said quietly noticing her husband's angry face it's not good to roam around like some ghoul or ghost i am saying whatever it is i am saying because i am afraid who told you that there are ghosts in the graveyards listen this mumbai is a ghost bazaar take birth in the village the real ghosts stay in the houses and the dead ones rot in those graveyards ghosts take birth in the village not in the wild raved bhima in the face of his anger she kept her mouth shut as he made preparations to leave he growled i didn't get work even after going to mumbai but sifting through cobs ashes i have got gold when i broke hills they gave me 2 rupees but now the dash easily gives me even 10 rupees saying this he left the house it was quite late by then it was quiet and peaceful outside bima had tied a muffler round his head over that he had put on a hooded clock like covering made of sackcloth which he clinched in the vest carrying a pointed crowbar he was walking with big strides it was pitch dark but he felt no fear a sari one petticoat and a blouse death in the morning was all he had on his mind he was in a wild mood today there seemed to us to be a certain amount of tension in the air and it was getting tensioner by the moment a pack of jackals ran past him a snake crossed the path and slithered away and owl hooted in a distance adding to the air atmosphere nothing moved in the desolate jungle 
straining to catch every sound, Bhima drew near the village in which the moneylender had died. He sat down and surveyed the surroundings. All was silent in the village. Occasionally, someone would cough. A lamp winked in a hut. When he saw that there was nothing to be worried about, he slipped swiftly into the cemetery and started searching for the new grave of the moneylender. Pushing aside shattered pots and battered beers, he jumped from his grave to that. He advanced from row to row, looking carefully for the moneylender's grave. Clouds filled the sky. They deepened the darkness. Then abruptly lighting shows, dancing in the nooks and the crannies of the clouds. It, it looked like it would rain. That made Bhima panic, worried that he had not been able to find the new grave if it rained. His search grew frenzied. He began to sweat. He felt he was losing his mind. By midnight, he had searched the whole burial ground. From one end, he reached the other end and slumped to the ground, distraught and confused. The wind was building up. It rattled the old poles of broken bias. It was almost as if someone were gnashing his teeth. Then a fearsome snarling erupted out of the night. Something was snarling, sobbing and scrapping at the mud. Fearfully, he moved towards the sound. He died out at once, but almost immediately he felt as if someone was dusting his hands and feet when he got startled. He stopped abruptly. Fear ran like an electric current through his body and struck him right inside his head. For the first time in his life, he was afraid. In the next instant, he got a grip on himself when he realized what was actually happening. He felt somewhat ashamed that he had been so scared. The new grave was too close by. Ten or fifteen jackets were busy digging it up as they had stranded the dead body. As stones had been packed on top of the grave, they had started tunneling into it from all sides. As they scraped away the earth, they snarled and snapped at each other. Each one was desperate to be the first to get the corpse. Bhima was enraged by the sight of the jackals. He took a giant leap and landed right on the top of the grave. He began lifting the stones on the grave and hurled them at the pack of jackals. In the face of this sudden onslaught, the jackals retreated. Determined to dig up the grave before the jackals renewed their assault on it, Bhima began scraping away the mud. The jackals only momentarily deterred attacked him. In a feat of madness, one of the jackals pounced on Bhima. It bit him and leaped back. Excitement and anger surged through Bhima's body. He had wrapped his hand in the sacking he had brought with him. He removed the sacking and grabbed hold of the crowbar. When the jackal that had beaten him returned to the attack, he brought the crowbar down on his body with all his tremendous strength. The jackal yelped and died. Bhima began digging up the grave once more. The remaining jackals attacked in a solid, snapping mass. A desperate fight broke out. Bhima lunged at the snarling animals with his crowbar. The jackals were coming at him from every side and he was getting beaten all over his body. But his falling crowbar was finding to its mark as well and he was bounding the jackals every time he connected.
and so battle was joined between this modern bhima heir to the legacy of kunti's son bhima and the jackals he struggled with all his strength if he was going to have a meal tomorrow he needed to get to that corpse nature was asleep mumbai was resting the village was quiet and in the burial ground the clash over gold and corpse was reaching its climax bhima was attacking and failing the jackals who helped in agony every time they were attacking and failing the jackals who helped in agony every time they were hit even as some were wounded others dodged the blows and beat bhima who moaned and cursed every time a bite was taken out of his flesh curses growls screams the sounds of the crowbar making contact with the jackals all these mayhem sent tremors through the cemetery after a really long time the jackals stopped attacking and retreated into the darkness taking advantage of this bhima removed the remaining mud from the grave he wiped the sweat from his face he jumped into the grave at that jackals again charged him he began furiously lashing out of at them once more and finally managed to drive them off as the last of the animals scurried away bhima got hold of the body showed his hands under his arms and scooped it out of the straw in which it had been wrapped as the man had been dead for a while his body was stiff and yielding he leaned at upright the grave and began examining it for loot he found a ring on its finger and pulled it off it had an earring in one ear which he glowed off there would definitely be some gold in the mouth he tried to insert his fingers into the corpse mouth but its jaws were clenched tight quickly bhima took the crowbar and tried to open the dead man's mouth propping it open and the crowbar he inserted his fingers into the open jaws just then the jackals which had been schooling unseen in the darkness began howling in unison their wailing and howling woke up the village dogs which began barking and running around the commotion woke up the villagers someone yelled the jackals are eating the body come on afraid that the villagers would find him robbing the corpse bima hurriedly put the ring he had stolen inside his pocket and began rooting around inside the corpse mouth he yanked out the crowbar that he had used to prop open the mouth without remembering to extract his fingers first the dead man's teeth clamped down on his fingers like a like a nutcracker on a beetle nut bima writhed in pain he could see the mane from the village approaching with lanterns desperately he tried to extricate his fingers when he wouldn't move he became furious with the corpse he swung the crowbar at the dead man's jaw the blow only succeeded in jamming his hand deeper into the dead man's mouth he felt the corpse teeth cut into his fingers he froze thinking this mouth is a real ghost today it will catch me and hand me over to the people who to the police all the all these went through his head bima lost control and began to savagely attack the corpse pimp let me go he began to yell before he realized any noise would give away his position he struggled on in silence the villagers were drawing close bima forced himself to calm down to think he realized what he must do he pushed the crowbar back into the jaws of the corpse 
levered them apart and slowly pulled out his fingers. They had been almost beaten through. Cradling his wounded hand with the odd one, he leaped out of the grave and ran into the night. When he reached home, he had a high fever. His wife and daughter wept when they saw the state he was in. A doctor was summoned and he amputated two of Bhima's fingers. The same day, news arrived that the quarry was resuming operations. Hearing this, the elephant like Bhima started sobbing like a small child. He had lost two of his hill-breaker fingers for the sake of gold from the grave. So this is a story, The Grave from the Gold by Anabhau Sathe.